0: You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. I'm Andre Prue from Andrewinerview.CA
1: And I'm Michael Pincus from Michaelpincuswinerview.com. I can't believe we got that out first thing this time. I know, we got distracted on the last podcast. We did. Um, I We're think... going to talk scuttlebutt. Yes, scuttlebutt. Like a bunch of different rumors and scuttlebutts that we hear, vintage wineries, things like that. So this is just all things that we have
0: heard or is in the wind. And more specifically, we're going to be talking about the 2017 harvest. Correct, and then we'll get on to some other crazy shit. Yeah, uh, and I mean, it's... Wait, what other crazy shit? Are we going off the menu? We're going to go off the menu. Okay. Just a little bit. Um, and I was just talking to you before this. Like, I've been writing about wine since 2010, and... I can say straight up from talking to winemakers, this vintage definitely looks like it was the most challenging vintage I've ever had a chance to uh, I, uh, witness. I have
1: talked to three or four uh, winemakers. Uh, Brian Schmidt, um, Craig McDonald, both come to mind, and the word on their lips was "miracle vintage." It yep. really was that, you know, uh, kind of vintage where everybody was like, "I don't know if we are going to get a harvest of grapes." And mid-August, everybody was like, "This is it. I, we're you know we're going to get into the juice business." Well, yeah. and uh, by the end of or mid of October, they were they were dancing down the vineyards uh, or dancing in them anyway, because from basically September
0: through mid-October, they had summer. Yes, and it was interesting to see because um, i I'm, I bought a little bit of Pinot Noir this year, and just to be able to keep eye and eye on the sugars to see how quickly things developed in that hot snap at the end of September. And, uh, yeah, just, I don't think, I don't think anyone I spoke to ever said there was not going to be a harvest for this year, but I mean, I've, it was going to be a difficult harvest and what, they were wondering how much rosé was going to be, uh, yes, be made. That's,
1: 100%. And how much, you know, should we be picking for sparkling and should
0: Ontario 2017 be an all sparkling vintage? But, I mean, uh, so that's interesting. So maybe one thing we can just say is if there's any year that's sort of a testament to good and bad vintage, I mean, there's challenging vintages, but we are going to get great wine from this year.
1: Uh, Yeah, of course. We're going to get great wine. And and it all depends on, you know, the winemaker and the winery and what they did. You know, I I also heard that, you know, because of all the rain that we got in the early part of the season, that a lot of uh,
0: vineyards had a lot of rot and had Mm -hmm. to drop everything. Hmm. I I did hear that too. Depending on how aggressively people wanted to spray, because uh, spray and prune. And I saw some Syrah in at one winery in the middle of October, and the fruit was so pristine it looked photoshopped. Yeah, it was all about you know how you.
1: This was about vineyard management. This really was uh, talking to Adnan ISEL at iSellers. Yes, he he was very worried. At uh, yes. the end of August, he said he was looking at just touching uh, 19 bricks on his pinot and uh, when he picked it i'm gonna say middle to late september he was looking at 24
0: 7 so he was thrilled so that brings the other thing though and, and i mean it's one thing that that i learned especially this year is you can hit your sugar that's all all fine and well especially since we got that that heat snap but we still need the fruit to taste phenolically ripe and i know by asking and poking around with a couple of winemakers, I think there is some concern that we're going to end up with some very weedy, green Cabernet Franc this year.
1: Uh, you know what? I tasted some with Brian uh, Schmidt. He's, you know, he's got that optical sorter. Yeah, he's got he's got the, go he's the magic toy. And um, you know, I tasted the juice. It it uh, it tasted good. It didn't have any of that weediness. So it really is going to be all about you know how you how vineyard management was about, when you picked the fruit, did you wait long enough. Uh, I think we're going to see some excellent wine. I think we're going to see some mediocre wine. And I think we're going to see some poor wine. It's just, uh, you know what? And I, I, I hate to say it. And that, I'm, not, and I'm not just bashing Ontario for that. What I'm saying is that happens pretty much in every region of the world. Yes. Depending on your vintage, depending yes. on who you are, depending on what you're good at. Yes. Some wineries make great Riesling, but they don't make good Cab Franc. Yes. Some make great Cab Franc. But they make a shitty Chardonnay. I know that hurts you when I say that. Oh, but they do just a they little just, bit. They
0: so so that, not all.
1: Not everybody makes great wine across the board. There are very few
0: wineries that do that. So so that being said, without generalizing, because obviously there's so much planted in the province. But I think the things we're going to be keeping an eye for next year will be rosé.
1: Yeah, I think we're gonna have some great rosés. We're I gonna really, end up with some really interesting rosé. Yeah. Rosé um, blends a lot of Cabernet Sauvignon. Rosé, I would, I would have to believe we're gonna see a lot of that. Riesling,
0: Riesling will be interesting. Riesling will be interesting. Chardonnay will still be interesting. Chardonnay will be interesting. Sparkling wines. So if we've got the patience for three years, that those the acids would hopefully be searing on on some, some of these of them. some of them. But the, you know, we also got a lot of rain, so we got a lot
1: of plump grapes. Good. lots of juice. I, I understand now I'm, I'm not uh, uh, uh I hope I'm not speaking out of school but I understand that for some wineries this was even bigger than the 2013 harvest which is the biggest in
0: Ontario's history the yes. you know for tonnage wise this may beat it and that's just in terms of fruit being plump plump and yeah pendants. lots of lots of liquidated fruit I mean it so I mean it is one thing if you're listening to this podcast and you don't grow grapes uh the general expression is that to get grapefruit you need it to struggle so you want a little bit of heat you don't want it to rain a whole lot because grapes are lazy and if you water them they will soak up all that water oh, yeah the
1: roots will come right to the top they yep. won't go dig down they won't look for that you know those minerals and that the uh, the water that's, that's and all that water syrup.
0: will go right right into the berries and Correct. i mean it's it's probably not as dramatically watered down as you're picturing in your head but, I mean, it will have an impact on the concentration yeah, it's not, of the flavors. It's not over. the
1: Italian green grapes that you pick up in the grocery no. store
0: that are the size of your
1: fist. No. But, uh, you know, they're they're just more plump. There's not as much skin-to-juice ratio, or there's more more juice-to-skin ratio instead of less. Which
0: is So, what you really we want. are recording this on November 21st, uh, and it will be heard the next early week. December. I, I think it will be, this will be November 28th. If you're listening to this, it's November 28th. The following Tuesday. Is that what I All right. And by then I think most people will be done their harvest, probably with the exception of Stratus. Earlier today you learned I'm not pretty good with numbers.
1: No. Uh, twenty-six comes before twenty five. Yep. You know that, right? So, <laughs> yep. okay. uh, so now it, there's a couple other scuttle I'd like to, you know, uh, talk with you about. One one you know intimately. Okay. And um, so there was a rumor going around. So we're talking about harvest, yes. first of all. So let's move off of harvest, and okay. let's talk to the scuttlebutt that's going around okay. uh, the industry. So as some people uh, may have heard, Coyote's Run is closing down. Yes. Now there's there's rumors that they aren't, that they are. There's rumors that they're not paying their bills. There's yes. all kinds of rumors going around of what's going on. But one of the biggest rumors that was going was that Tweed, I believe.
0: Yeah, which the is parent a, company is Canopy Growth.
1: Okay, so they... We're buying it and going to plant a weed farm, for yes. lack of a better term. Yep. And you went out and you found something.
0: Yeah, when I emailed the company, I mean, it sort of put the rumor to, to bed pretty quickly was that uh, that Canopy Growth had purchased an adjacent property that they already own. I'm fairly certain. Is, is is that the property with all the barbed wire around it? Probably could be, yes. <laughs> right next to Admin probably, Isil's property? And probably now an electric fence and a Something big like dog. Something like that. But, I mean, they said that they did not purchase the property. I mean, just sort of doing a little bit of, of digging, too. Like, this parent company, Canopy Growth, is a legit company. If they were ever to buy a property in Niagara, trust me, they would be letting people know. It's a publicly traded company with a 2 billion dollar valuation. You, you, what
1: other rumors have you heard that uh, that you would like to get out there get on the chest or or totally kibosh completely?
0: Ooh, I, I actually I really don't think that I have any any other rumors. Like things have been pretty quiet. Like the the weed story was like <laughs> that, that was a really exciting week to kind of see how the story that was developed and, and unfolded. Uh it seems like a lot of there seems to be a period of stability right now. Everyone's been crazy, optically sorting grapes and, and finishing harvest. Finishing so harvest.
1: So the uh, I can I can honestly tell you that I wandered into one of our speaking of wineries that are kind of going into the tubes. Uh, I walked into uh, Lely, uh Okay. myself wandered through. There has been nothing new made since yes. uh, since the winery was purchased. Everything yes. is just old. Old stuff. Yep. Um, and what I really would like to know is, and if anybody out there does know, uh, what has happened to John Chang? That's it. That's all I just want to know, what happened to him. He was arrested in China Yes. Uh, for uh, importing was fraud, yeah. fraudulent ice wine. or Arrested
0: or, but not convicted yet. And, and I have been keeping an eye, eye on the story, but I do think this is something that, um, if you're listening to this podcast, I can assure you Michael and I will be doing some digging digging on this story because it, it is it is something really worth keeping an eye on because it is a damn shame what has happened to that winery and i mean there is a problem now with what seems to be foreign ownership and I, i'm going to use the word foreign ownership coming in purchasing really well established wineries in niagara and then thrashing them
1: letting them letting them go and i don't know what i don't know what their plan was i I suspect, and this is my own supposition, that they wanted to do what John Chang was doing, and then when he was caught and put on trial in July, that everything kind of stopped. You couldn't do that anymore because the Chinese government was was wise well, to the end. Uh, and I mean, it's interesting to and see. And That's just my supposition.
0: Well, it's interesting to, to see. Well, I mean, you, you haven't said anything. You haven't said anything that'll get you sued yet, Michael. No, but I'm just, um, I'm just saying.
1: But if anybody knows what happened to john chang because he the, he went on trial in july and i, I check the internet i, I google yeah.
0: a lot but i mean all that stuff is, uh, is is out there like if, if if michael if you or i were arrested that would be public information i think the, the well he was
1: arrested in china and it's not always that's public it. the, the road
0: the roadblock we're going to come up against is uh the fact that this is all happening in, in, in china in a foreign country yeah um but it's just
1: sad. I just, I just, I, I find it sad about Laley. I find it sad about Coyote's Run. Uh, up until the end of October, now early November, uh, I was sad about the vintage. But then suddenly, everybody's so thrilled about it. So there's, some, you know, there's this some... is this is. The,
0: I, I'm, ex- I'm excited uh, about the vintage. I mean, like I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'd be lying if I said I'm going to be crazy excited to rush out and buy some Cabernet Sauvignon from 2017. But I'm looking forward to taste it because this is going to be a year where we see who's managing their vineyards properly and who's making their wine properly. What
1: I think I'm probably most excited about, and I don't, and I don't do a lot of barrel tasting. I, I can't make a note of a barrel tasting, um, and, I, and I don't because, you know, some people go out there and they go, oh, I love that, I'm going to give it a 96, and it's not even in bottle yet, and then if it hits bottle and it's changed, how do you say, oh, it was a 96 when actually now it's a
0: 92 or maybe okay, Okay, but, but Michael, are you someone who likes trailers for movies? I do like trailers for movies, yes. Uh, to me that's what a barrel taste is. True, but I I I don't score a trailer. No, you don't score a trailer.
1: Okay, but and you don't you should not score a wine that's that's still in barrel. Yeah. I just think that's it's ludicrous. <laughs> but I am looking forward to getting into some uh winery cellars and tasting some of that uh two thousand seventeen juice as I did with Brian Schmidt and seeing, you know, where where it is, is it weed It'll Does be nice agree? to see how it develops yeah, for yeah. sure. See that that I think because because it is such a tough
0: vintage. Yeah. <laughs> But we are going to end up with a great wine out of it. We, we we both know that it's just going to be who, yeah, It's going to be who. Like this is going to be we'll we'll see who's Ontario will become whoville. Yeah, exactly. I'm Michael Fingas from wait, wait, Michael Fingas. Oh, wait, what? I just wanted to add one more thing to the Laley oh. thing because there are there there are rumors around Laley that have sort of been quashed. But I mean, when that sale went through, there were all the rumors that they were ripping up all these old vineyards. And I was told that the vineyards are still intact, and I have no idea what's happening to them, if they're being managed, if there's fruit there. But apparently nothing has been ripped up, where the original rumor was Lely was turning into an ice wine house. Well, as I said, nothing
1: is, uh, nothing is new. Like, yes. All their wines go back to 2014, 2013. Uh, there wasn't anything new on the show. It was, it was shocking to walk through uh, and realize that, that nothing has been made since um, uh, since the Layleys left, and since Derek Barnett has vacated the property, nothing has gone. I don't know where that wine is,, yeah. because you just know that there was stuff made in 2015. there was stuff made in 2016. Where is that? Where is that wine? I don't know. It's probably rotten in a warehouse somewhere,
0: probably. Uh, We'll never know, I guess. We'll have to try to reach out to Lynn. What are you, the guy from Unsolved Mysteries? Probably. What's going on? We will never know. The truth is out there. Yeah. Okay, Mulder. (laughs) I'm Andre Pru from underwinerview.ca. Just remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review. We love hearing what you think. Direct angry phone calls at Michael. You always want to say that. (laughs) Uh, I'm Michael Pincus from
1: michaelpincuswinerview.com. Uh, this was kind of fun. The little speculation that we have going on—it's uh, yeah. all a lot of a lot of conjecture—and uh, I hope that uh, when you are leaving um, your comments, that, uh, that they're constructive or they help us find the root of these
0: dilemmas. We'll take an anonymous phone call if it'll help us get to the bottom of some of these questions. All right, I'm in. Good night.